0: It's midday. Hello and welcome to join us today. We're broadcasting live from our studios in Kokum Nimli. We're also live on DSTV channel 421 and GoTV channel 125. We are your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Coming up this hour. The National Communications Authority says its decision to close down the four radio stations in Boko were triggered by national security concerns. With the increasing unemployment rate in the country, Imani Africa says many of the country's youth are financially stressed due to the unemployment crisis in the country.
1: It's like a ticking time bomb. We are sitting. In fact, it's one of the most serious national security issues I suspect we should be dealing with.
0: We have more as economist Kwame Pieni describes the increasing unemployment rate as a threat to the development of the country's economy.
2: Ghana today, is a bit worrying uh, when you think about the youth, what is my be bequeathing to the youth.
0: Also ahead in this program, University of Ghana revises plagiarism policy to include artificial intelligence. We'll tell you why. We have details of these and many other stories coming up in the next 60 minutes. My name is Kenneth Jesse. Don't go anywhere. This is where we begin as the National Communications Authority says its decision to close down the four radio stations in Boko were triggered by national security concerns. The NCA, in a statement on Saturday, shut down Boko FM, Source FM, Zahra FM and Guma FM in Boko in the Upper East region, citing the alleged contribution to the ongoing conflict through inflammable speech. Managers of the radio stations have expressed their unhappiness over the closure speaking on news desk a while ago director of consumer and corporate affairs of the nca nana Defi bedou indicated the nca acted in good faith and in national interest so the
3: nca received um a letter from the national security um, the national security has done some investigations that believe they are all aware of what's going on in Bobby. And based on the monitoring and then the investigations that had done, they had um, come to the realization that some right. actions of these were taken right, um, had actually led to some situations, some negative situations, if I may call it that way, right. resulting Um, in some loss of life and some properties. So based on that, national security informed the NCA. And I should say that the NCA, um, under Section 171E of Electronic Communications Act, the NCA invoked its powers. And then the the Act states, and let me read it here for you. It says that the authority may suspend or revoke a license or open whether suspension or revocation is necessary because of national security or is in the public interest, I think it's also important for us to note that the NCA does not monitor content, okay. and so um, we work with the national security based on their um, intelligence actions or their intelligence to maintain peace within
4: that area. Experience has given some form of um, what we would call. Um,
0: Meanwhile, well, managers of the four radio stations say they will petition the regulators over what they call an unfortunate incident.
4: I, I really don't have a problem with NCA. That's how Security closing radio in Boko. The problem I have is that NCA issued letters for us. They, they gave us letters of authorization to start transmission. If they want to suspend, they need to just give us letters. And then we will close down. We would have adhered to it. But yesterday, they, were, they just called us a letter from, letters from you. Then we were at the office. Then next week, over 40 military officers stormed our radio station and just forced us to open our transmitters hall, uh, open our studios and other things. And when we opened, before they hand over letters to us, they fix removing our transmitters. And we thought that that was not fair. The transmitter is not the problem security. These are our property. What NCC has done is to give authorization to broadcast. So they are saying that radio stations, including my radio station, we have been doing programs that they think that will affect the peace of Boku. Yes, you know the problem, the radio stations in Boku is either Kusasas or man who are the owners of this. This is a fact. And we will live in a society where we have a prolonged conflict from 20, uh, uh, 2001 up to date. And when there is something and it's trending, national media is discussing it. We have local radio of course we will also discuss it. They block women around the Puzga district and kill. National media is discussing. We also discuss it. When we discuss it and we register our displeasure that security should be doing more than they are doing, then there's a problem that we are discussing. Matter. Mm. So they are not being very fair with us. Mm. Well, we are discussing the issue just any other media house will discuss.
0: So you suspect that it
4: is one of those
0: discussions that's caused...
4: Yes, because constantly we have had, you know, calls that one, one side of the fusion vaccine says that radio stations within the Boku have been using to, you know, insult the chief of the area and then say things that are not welcoming and that kind of thing.
0: Well, the development has already sparked reactions among residents who say they are unhappy with the actions of the NCA.
5: MCA have some, every radio station have something we call Scarlet, that they can sit wherever they are to monitor the radio station, their programs, and whatever they are doing. So they could get people to monitor this radio station, get to know the company, and then sanction them accordingly. But if you wait, and now that two to three months now, have not recorded any violence in the Boku enclaves, and you are closing radio stations in Boku because of the conflict is Boku. And what about Wale-wale, What is happening there? Yesterday, as I speak, a car was attacking in and people were injured badly. Wale is now becoming more crime scene than Boku. But nothing, no you no arrest have been happening there. But if it is because of the Boku conflict that NCA is closing. There, I thank them for that. But they have to also know that there are some other things they have to do. Facebook is one of the dangerous tools that has escalated the Boku conflict up to this point. We have a Facebook account, pseudo account called the Moshinaba, the Boko Links who have caused more violence, who have caused more a lot of life have lost in Boku. They will post your picture next two, three days. You are they will post your picture next three five. Days we are killed, turning people to motherless, turning people to fatherless, and yet they cannot uh, investigate and arrest CBD accounts. But they are rather closing registration. right now. Some people during KV hours can even besiege a community and kill three or five. last year, some people besieged a community barbaric and killed eight individuals ago. Some went to an area and killed innocent women during KV hours, and because we have radio station. If something like this is happening and we speak or we talk uh, through the radio, it will create attention, everyone will be aware. The-
0: Away from Boko, founder and president of Imani Africa, Franklin Kujo says scores of Gideans are financially stressed due to the unemployment crisis in the country. Speaking on the probe with Benjamin Akakpo, Mr. Kujo described the situation as a disastrous one and a security threat that has to be addressed immediately.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried that as we speak right now, even those of us who are supposed to be gainfully employed, well gainfully increased so we employed I cannot make ends meet uh, most of the time and right. i think that's a mood mutual study i think somewhere close to last year that suggested that two are financially stressed um which means that even when you are even for those of us even for those people who are supposedly employed um their earnings they, they do not take them throughout to, to, to their to the, they did not see the end of the month with the it's really. So, really, to think that close to two million people can be living able bodied men and women who are supposedly educated, uh, cannot find jobs or could find good employment, and that's a recipe for disaster. I mean, it's like a ticking bomb. We are sitting, in fact, it's one of the most serious national security issues I suspect we should be dealing with uh, as we speak right now. So, those numbers are stuck, and it appears the numbers are increasing mm-hmm. and I, that even situation necessarily uh, that coherent right now to speak on the various political parties. You hear one million jobs here and there. Uh, you do not see a coherent picture yet. Of course we'd we'll do, do delve into those matters. Uh, but it seems to me that we've created a situation a country where only certain centers of, um certain centers, towns and cities are attracting people. Even they are not finding meaningful jobs.
0: In a related development, economist Kwame Pieni has described the increasing unemployment rate as a threat to the development of the country's economy. According to him, the government must explore and utilize the country's natural resources to create employment avenues for the ordinary Ghanaian for optimum benefit. He spoke on the AM show with Benjamin Akakpo.
2: Uh, Seventy ideas how it's going to run the economy, trimming down the size of government. That's I take to heart. That he's prepared uh, to be able to do, and if he's able to do that, expenditures will come. The big problem of this economy is uh, uh, the size of government. Uh, talking about, you know, twenty-four-hour. Uh, I don't understand we don't even have electricity for one shift mm. where are we going to get electricity for three shifts we started the okay. idea we, of a we don't, we don't a have 24, power anymore you started you started by talking
0: about the independent power producers yeah we don't have we, we are not yeah. maximizing power
2: our, we started uh, a 24-hour economy i was minister of finance we told pwd all the repairs you do it in the night okay traffic will move. When they started doing the managers were refusing to go and so on. They didn't have electricity uh, to go around. do not have the security to go around. Okay. So let's think through everything carefully and say, what can we do now? You know, some of the ideas uh, that Baumea is coming up with, value addition and all that. Let's give them a chance.
0: Uh, speaking on news desk a while ago, labour economist at the University of Ghana, Dr. Prince J, explained the issue has become dire and
6: should be addressed immediately. Um, in Ghana, for instance, our issue of unemployment is basically youth unemployment, and we have a population where uh, you know it's a youth population. The ILO has estimated that in a few years to come. Africa is going to experience what is called the youth bout. Right. And what that means um, is that um, the, the the youth population is going to outstrip the adult population. And so, if you have a situation where the majority of your populace um, is idle, they are educated, but they do not have jobs to, to do, okay. then uh, what it means is that they need to explore other means. Uh, like the good book says, the devil finds for the idle hands, and so um, we can look at the issue of migration. Uh, we can look at the issue of radicalization. Uh, we can look at the issue of, uh, you know, social order. These are, you know, lines that we could discuss. meeting. to a large extent, I I, I think that uh, this very government, uh, you know, has initiated some measures uh, within the first 10 they introduced MAPCO, um, they introduce the NEIP. Um, I suspect that the brain behind these measures uh, will basically to absorb the, the, the team in numbers of unemployed youth. So in one breath, I, I would say that some effort have been made. Okay. however, I think that there is more room for improvement, uh, you know, more opportunities might be given to young people. Uh, the macro conditions need to be stabilized and favorable right. for private hands to be able to engage easier.
0: Let's bring you some education-related stories this afternoon as the University of Ghana says it has revised its plagiarism policy to include the use of artificial intelligence according to a notice issued today and signed by the registrar, Emilia J. Mensah, the university council and the academic board. This is part of a series of crucial updates with a primary focus on combating plagiarism and other forms of academic misconduct. Right, and these are details of that statement that was released this morning. It says the university council and the academic board agreed the series of updates. Notice was signed by the registrar Emilia A.J. E. Mensah and dated February 26, 2024. A primary focus on combating plagiarism and other forms of academic misconduct. So the document uh, delineates clear definitions of academic misconduct while outlining measures aimed at preventing and appropriate sanctions. And it says any employment of AI or associated technologies that compromises the authenticity of academic output will be deemed unacceptable. Right, and uh, let's get talking and seek some uh, clarity on this issue and I've been joined in studio by my colleague Richard Kojo Nyako. Richard, specifically, what are they talking about?
7: Well, so a notable addition to the revamped policy is the incorporation of artificial intelligence in academic work and research acknowledging the widespread uh, availability of um, AI and related software tools for academic assistance. The university underscores the imperative of originality in scholarly pursuit. As such, any employment of AI or associated technologies that compromises the authenticity of academic output will be deemed unacceptable in line with the overarching ethos of academic integrity.
0: Right. Uh, let's talk about AI in general. You know, it's it, it has become something that has more like come to stay. Tell us about it. What will what will it take for them to determine that you have incorporated AI in your work, or how are they going to go about it? How will they find out that, for example, this person has used AI, that person used AI?
7: So that's the question that is on the lips of many people, as um, I just notice. Uh, was serve the university community in fact they are asking how would they determine whether someone has used AI if the person is not copying verbatim in their work so what has become the practice is that people use the AI tools you know the AI does not really exist on itself mm-hmm. and input would have to be made by the Humans. students yeah. exactly so depending on the command that you give the artificial intelligence it will give you the kind of output you desire and There are also tools now that have been fashioned out to detect whether the work has been plagiarized through artificial intelligence. But what people have come to know is that the AI is really just an assistant. Mm. So it assists you. Mm. And so if you want to do a very good work, it leads you on. And then if you want to have a scholarly discussion, then you can tailor it to suit your particular needs. So people are asking, what if I don't copy verbatim what the AI says me and then I use the AI as a means to an end, how would the university even find out? Because there are people that dwell on the AI and then they go and paraphrase and they use their own words because now the AI has shown them the way of doing the work. So these are the questions that are on the lips of many.
0: Mm, uh, Richard Kojonyako is my colleague at the JO newsroom. Thank you very much. Uh, Let's move on this afternoon as the Northern Electricity Distribution Company is embarking on a revenue mobilization drive aimed at retrieving funds owed them by defaulters. The move, according to the company, is to enhance its financial standing and address outstanding payment issues. P.R.O. of Netco, Alhassan Ababa, has been explaining the rationale for this mass revenue mobilization
8: exercise. Um, Okay. Include the Ahapu region, the Bono region, the Bono East region, Savannah region, Northern region, North East, Upper East and Upper West region. These are the areas we cover wholly. We also make some significant incursions into parts of our country and then uh, Western North region as well as key region. So all of these places will be touched by this uh, exercise that we just begun today. Uh, a little over $1 billion, Ghanals.
0: And how much do you wish from this exercise? We
8: collect everything. We intend to collect everything because uh, I'm sure you've been following our exercises in the past. And you uh, that we've done this uh, about three times already, and this is the fourth phase of it. And so every customer who is in our area has, in one way or the other, been of his or her indebtedness and uh, they've made some attempts in the past to enter into some payment following on that arrangement to ensure that whatever is due us, we are taking. Mm-hmm. Uh so we intend to collect
0: Let's bring you more stories this afternoon as the flag bearer of the NDC, John Mahama says the six new regions created under the current government only exists in name. According to him, the necessary development that should be noticed in the regions is yet to be done. Speaking at a meeting with traditional authorities at the Jakarta Palace, John Mahama made a solemn pledge to the people of his willingness to ensure the development of the new regions. Nanayo Jima toured the Savannah region with the NDC flag bearer and filed this report
9: building ghana tour of the nbc aims at taking concerns of the public to feed into the manifesto for the upcoming election the tour of the savannah region made its first stop at the Japa palace where there was a meeting with the yabongra and savannah Virginia house of chiefs yabora the the first admonished the former president to prioritize issues of Development, poverty, and unemployment among the youth. A speech was read on his behalf.
8: I dare say that three problems come immediately for mention. The first of them being poverty, general poverty, followed by youth unemployment, and finally by underemployment, particularly in the public. These three problems, I beg to state, should be given due attention when you come back to power.
9: The NDC flag bearer, John Dramani Mahama, expressed disappointment over the failure of the NPP administration to develop the six new regions. He said the Savannah region, It's no exception.
10: It is easy to create a region. But a region must have certain things to be called a region. The six regions that were created, they were created just in name. The things that should go so that when you enter the region, you know this is a region, are still not there. And I can assure you, that not only for Savannah region, but for all the six newly created regions, if NDC comes into power, the things that you need to be called regions, we will make sure that we provide them.
9: Meanwhile, the NDC flag has bemoaned the failure of the NPP government to deal with inadequate water supply for the Savannah region. He explained previous NDC administration, had made steps to construct a water supply system for the people.
10: Before we left office we took a loan agreement to parliament to create a water supply project for Damango. Our friend opposite opposed it and said that they will be coming into government, they are sure they will win the election and that when they win they will come and do the water project. For eight years now, the people of Damango are thirsty. You don't have water to drink. What amount of money is better than having your own water supply system that will make sure that you get good water to drink? If you go to the hospital today, the majority of cases are typhoid cases, and that is because of polluted water. If not for Galus, who's brought a tanker, water tanker, and is supplying clean drinking water from place to place. Most of us would have been in hospital today.
9: The town hall meeting was later held with professional groupings at Balmangu. It was followed by an interaction with the non-formal sector of the economy and subsequently a courtesy call on the laribanga chief imam for news Nana jima savannah region
0: Uh, still with the former president john mahama has hit out of the government for the slow pace of development in newly created regions and is promising to change the order. Now, MPP manifesto advisor on the MPP manifesto committee is urging Ghanaians to give Dr. Baumia a chance to serve Ghana as president. Kwame Pieni says, as vice president, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia has proven that he can develop the country, a reason he's advocating for a chance to prove his wealth. He has been speaking with Benjamin Akapo on the AM show.
2: Uh, idea I did fight. Was going to mend down the size of government. That's I take to heart. That he's prepared uh, to be able to do. And if he's able to do that, expenses will become. The big problem of this economy is uh, government. You know, uh, people are talking about our. I don't understand. What is it? We don't even have electricity for one shift. We are we have electricity for three shifts. We started the idea of... You do excess power
9: anymore. You started
0: you start by talking about power producers and all that. Yeah. We, don't have, we, we are not Look, maximizing
2: the power. Our we started uh, a 20-hour economy. All the repairs, you do it in the night, okay? the traffic will move. When they started doing that, the managers were refusing to go and so they didn't have electricity. They mm. uh, do not have security to go around. So let's think through everything carefully and say, what can we do now? You know, some of the ideas uh, that Baumea is coming up with, value addition and all that. Let's give him a chance.
0: Meanwhile, well, Kwame Pieni is also asking former president John Mahama to carefully define his 24-hour economy mantra and explain how it will be implemented.
9: Mahama's 24-hour policy, can you say it's not practical? It's not
2: we, we, we've not, we don't have details. Hmm. Uh, there's nowhere in the world where there's
0: a 24-hour economy. It. Incentivizing the system, electricity no. and all of that.
2: Look, uh, in the US, New York, the whole city, there's a 24 hour economy. Where? True. Times Square only. True. People need places where it's quiet, where they can sleep. You go to California, Los Angeles, there's a 24 hour economy. Where? A special place. Mm. So in Ghana, you can create a 24 hour economy somewhere. Right. I don't want a 24 hour economy next to me. Mm. I need to sleep. Eight hours to be able to go and work,
0: but, but okay. I don't think that that is what has been said. That is going to be everywhere I at mean, that's that's not what has been said. I, I, that they will target specific
2: areas. I, I think that you know politicians give. I say one more details years. Right, it is good for us. It doesn't. President Muhammadu Buhari economy right or uh economy for We need stable electricity for eight hours, one shift. If the power is there, we need uh, people to three shifts. you right. create jobs, that's fine. When we enter production, we review better. Uh, I mean, we promise uh, to have a production economy. Away from tithes. tithes.
0: In other stories this afternoon, the Danish embassy in Ghana says it is unwavering in its multilateral commitments that provide economic assistance to Ghana. For more than two years, the Russian-Ukraine war has been named by the government of Ghana as one of the exogenous shocks causing a downturn in the economy. However, Ghana's major multilateral donor, the European Union, has been accused of ramping up more aid for Ukraine at the expense of developing nations such as Ghana. But reacting to the concerns at a news conference to mark two years since the Russia-Ukraine war, ambassador of Denmark to Ghana, Tom Noreen, says his country will not relent on meeting its international commitments and defending their state against Russian aggression.
11: We see them because Russian aircraft are breaching Danish airspace every week. I recall uh, your president's uh, announcement in his speech to the United Nations General Assembly last year, where he made these comments. And, and, and I'm not going to go into an economic uh, dispute as to what exactly was the reason behind the financial crisis of Ghana. I think there are many components, but I'm quite sure that one of the components uh, has been the uh, the, uh, the Russian attack on, on Ukraine and the ongoing uh, between those two countries and the impact uh, on not least uh, the impact on foodstuffs that cannot now reach in the same uh, way, uh, amongst others, uh, Ghana. Still, Denmark is still one of a handful of countries, I think it's down to four countries right now, that provide 0.7% of our GDP in development aid across the globe. Now that was, still
4: is, the United Nations
11: countries to provide 0.7% of our GDP in development assistance. We are only four countries amongst them that do that. You can say no, not directly to Ghana anymore, but indirectly we do, because half of the Danish assistance is multilateral. That is Danish aid, money that goes to UNICEF, UNFPA, UNP, and other UN agencies, as well as, uh, for instance, International Red Cross. We also, and in addition, are a member of the EU. Denmark belongs to the countries in the EU that are what we call the uh, net contributors to the EU budget. That means we give more money to the EU than we get out of the EU. We're, let's say, a very social union out of 27 countries. Some countries can afford to assist, give more into the union. Others give much less, but receive more inside the union. But the union also has its own development aid budget, which, of course, comes from the total sum of EU States.
4: We're back from the break with the latest in business. Hello, good
9: afternoon. Welcome to the business segment on joining to you today with me Paios Kojo Baka. The Ghana Institution of Engineering is cautioning members against engaging in shady deals that will affect operations President of the institution, Engineer Kwebina Bimpon, urged members to be diligent and be professional in their line of duty. He was speaking at the 41st induction ceremony of the institution.
8: 258 members were inducted into the institution. Engineer Kwebina Bimpon urged the newly members to stay away from scandalous activities.
4: There is one thing, that after this induction, you don't go out there and say, well, hey, an engineer and therefore and like the Christian will say, I can do all things in that one. remember that it's Christ who strengthens you so in the engineering career you can do all things but remember that there are limits to which certain things can be done, if you are a geotechnical engineer stay in your lane if you have been registered as a structural engineer stay in your lane do not go stamping drawings, uh, just anyhow, please, 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 when these things happen,
8: every time they come, oh, the president of the institution, what do you have to say to this? No, we do not want any scandal. Executive director of the institution, engineer deviante urged the newly members to collaborate. <laughs>
1: By your active engagement in the professional community. By aligning your practice with the collective goals and
10: values of the GHIB, you contribute to the elevation
8: of the entire engineering profession. The institution said that it will continue to ensure effectiveness within the engineering space.
2: Leading fast-moving consumer Unilever Ghana PLC has announced the introduction of its
9: new product, Pepsodent charcoal toothpaste. Speaking to Joy Business at the launch, Category Manager for Oral Care at Unilever Vera Buedu reiterated the company's commitment to providing
4: products that meet the ever-changing needs of consumers. Unilever Ghana PLC's
12: improved Pepsodent being introduced to provide customers and improve the standards of oral care products in the country. The improved product is made from a formulation of activated charcoal, lemon, and zinc. Speaking to Joy Business at the launch, Category Manager for Oral Care at Unilever, Vera Boyd, said the company is committed to meeting the needs of its customers. For well, us at Inilever. Our job is always to meet the ever-changing needs of the consumer. We try our best um, to exceed their expectations as always. And for us, we engage them, we talk to them, they give us feedback on the products, what more we could have done better, what more we could do to meet their ever-changing needs. And that's what we did with this um, president, um, charcoal. We we listened to their feedback, we took it in, went back to our labs, reformulated, and have come back with a better product containing more charcoal for. All which they have asked for, containing zinc um, in addition to the lemon to give them the fresh breath which they want, and then containing the fluoride at a maximum level for the strong, which our consumers have known Pepsodent to stand for. So all of this make um, our new mix uh, one of the best products on the market to give our consumers the ever-changing needs of, of our consumers. Should customers expect an increase in their prices on the market? Um, the good news is. This has been done um, at the same price as current. So no price increase is supposed to be expected. Um, Customers on this, it's coming at the same price as we have known it. With all the improvements, we have kept it. Understanding the economic conditions in Ghana, understanding the needs of our consumers, we have maintained the price so everybody can benefit from it. Pepsodent has over the years produced new variants tailored to the Ghanaian market.
9: And that's it for business. I am piles, Kojo Bakadara will be at 1pm with the Marketplace.
8: The news today with me, Muftaw Nabila Abla.
13: The Black Queens are currently in Indola preparing for the second leg of the Paris 2024 Olympic qualifier against Zambia. Ghana lost the first game, which was placed at the Accra Sports Stadium on Friday. And head coach of the team, Nora Hopter, is optimistic that they can overturn the deficit and secure qualification to the next round of the qualifiers.
11: The plan is to win. <laughs> know um yeah I mean she is a top player and top players cannot take everything away I think uh, we put Janet, uh, a very experienced player against her and Janet took her out um, of the game over uh, over most actions um, I think she came down uh, in the first half in two, three uh, transition moments and then when she can finish uh, yeah this was smart we need to accept this um, I think it's 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 nice that we had not control on Kundananchi, I, I think we just offer it in a, in a set piece, this transition moment, we need to switch it off and out of the game, I'm sorry, but out of the game of the possession, Kundalanshi created no chance. Okay,
13: stop. The game will be happening on Wednesday in Indola and Ghana need a win to be able to qualify to the next round of the competition where they'll play either Tunisia or Morocco. Morocco also won the first leg by two, one goal to zero, and they will be hosting the second Ghana Ghana a win to be able to come up against either Tunisia or Morocco. That is your sports for now. We do have more sports stories on myjoyonline.com.